The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 684. Today we're continuing our look at the Lego Force Awakens shorts and what they can actually tell us about the real official Star Wars canon. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Alvin Johnson with the 501st Legion, and you're listening to Star Wars 7 by 7 the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and as we left things yesterday, we had just finished talking about Ray Strikes Back, one of the LEGO Force Awakens shorts that didn't necessarily tell us anything significant other than that the speeder that Ray owns is nicknamed or called by her Bumper, which related back, as we mentioned yesterday, to a note that had been sneaked or leaked or <laughs> some other thing about how her ride had been referred to as Kira's Bumper Car in a pre-production information and sketches and designs and that sort of thing. And, of course, Kira being her code name in the script before we actually found out her name was Ray. And there was one other element that I wanted to mention, but before we do that, I have to talk to you about the Hunting for Han short that is actually a little bit more... Uh, eventful, I guess I will say, <laughs> involves Balatik coming to Maz Kanata's castle for information on Han Solo and his whereabouts. And it turns out that Conj Club shows up looking for Han Solo as well. And strangely enough, every single character in Maz Kanata's castle in that moment, just about, is also looking for Han because they've all been swindled by him. And so naturally a fight ensues because everybody wants to be the one to claim some sort of bounty on Han Solo and his whereabouts. And this, of course, <laughs> makes it really more interesting where in the movie when Maz Kanata, like when everybody walks in and she yells, Han Solo! <laughs> Why is she doing that and calling attention to him? Like that in, in itself was already strange to begin with. But then when you add this as supposed backstory about the fact that people are actually looking for him, I'm sure as Balatik and Tasu Leach both mentioned that there was no one left to swindle and there were probably a lot of ne'er-do-wells and lowlifes out there who had a grudge against Han Solo, so he didn't need his presence broadcast like that by any stretch of the imagination. Anyway, there is a mysterious stranger in the corner of the castle bar who says that the Millennium Falcon was last seen on Jakku and that maybe that's where everyone should go to go and look for Han. And so everybody, of course, piles out of the castle bar and heads straight to their ships and takes off. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning this first is because there is a brief scene in the race race. Uh, Ray Strikes Back, pardon me, segment where Balatik lands on Jakku in Nima Outpost, finding the Falcon, and as soon as they walk out, they get run over by Ray and Unkar Plutz thugs chasing around on speeders, but beside the point. Uh, I thought that was interesting that anybody would give away the location, so I'm wondering if that is really 
the high part of the high level canon or not. But the interesting thing is that you find out at the very end of that um, that uh, hunting for Hans get the mysterious stranger is none other than Lando Calrissian, and the suggestion is that he has sent all of these people off on a wild goose chase and that they'll never find Han. Now. Uh, I don't know how much you want to buy into that as well. Again, this is all semi-hypothetical because we know that they have a different canon established for LEGO, and yet it does seem to be following along with some events of the movies themselves. And we know Han and Chewie were searching for the Millennium Falcon and trying to find out where it was. So if you send the bad guys to where the Millennium Falcon is, then you're probably sending them somewhere near Han Solo, which is probably not what Lando would have wanted to do. So that's why I'm thinking, yeah, maybe not that so much. However, it does strongly suggest that Lando is alive at the time of The Force Awakens or very near to it. And that, of course, he has some relationship to Maz Kanata. Now... If you are spoiler-averse in terms of the novels, then, well, I got to tell you to turn off (laughs) for the rest of this podcast and check in with trivia after the break because we're going to talk really briefly about Bloodline. And if you haven't read it yet, then please do. We're going to start talking about Bloodline very soon with gloves off and all spoilers, so you got to be ready for that. Anyway, um, jump ahead right now if you need to jump ahead. And for everybody who's staying with us, um, Lando is still alive at the time of Bloodline, so we know that as an established canon fact, that six years before The Force Awakens, Lando is still around because he is one of the ones who has sent Leia a letter of support after the revelations about Darth Vader and her and all that fun stuff. So doesn't surprise me to hear that Lando would still be alive in you know Force Awakens time. Like, why bother to have a mention of him in Bloodline and then have to eventually say, no, he was killed sometime before The Force Awakens or he died sometime before The Force Awakens. It seems like something that they wouldn't want to do. There's just no logic to it. You know what I mean? So I think what we can safely draw from the Hunting for Han Lego Force Awakens short is that Balatik and Maz Kanata are known to each other and possibly Tasu Leech as well, and that Lando probably also knows Maz Kanata. And you know what? <laughs> it makes sense that these folks would all kind of run in the same circles anyway. And I think it's a safe bet that Lando is also alive and kicking in The Force Awakens sequel trilogy time space as well. And the last Lego one we don't really need to talk much about because I don't think there's much in it that informs official canon. Han and Chewie are transporting the Rathtars, and they're not quite secured on the Aravana, so that causes some hijinks to ensue. And while Han is flying around, he triggers attention from a First Order TIE fighter, which then brings some additional TIE fighters his way, and that causes problems of its own. But, yeah, I don't think we really need to worry about that one. However, it will be part of the playlist that we'll have embedded at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7.
Alrighty, I got your trivia question here for you. This is a rebellion, isn't it? Last time we asked you what the First Order used to shoot down Poe and Finn's TIE fighter, and that was the ventral cannons. Today's question, what artifact does Kylo Ren own and sometimes talk to? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get set up for your attack run, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not three marks at 210, it's Destiny Unleashed. Podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It's intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.